Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is KJ Live with Chris Johnson. And Chris is having conversations with influencers in the sports world and entertainment industry. Now here's Chris Johnson. You're now tuned in to KJ Live. I'm Chris Johnson, former national champion and professional basketball player. Today's guest on the show. My man, (laughs) Earl Watson, is in the building. If you don't know, now you know. What's up, EJ? What's up, dog? I'm excited to be back. We be having some. I know we got a schedule, dog, like a a strategy. (laughs) But but our ciphers are. We can't follow a strategy, dude. Like I know, I know. Let's just flow, bro. I'm I'm excited to be back, though. I know, I know, I know. And and just kind of the flow. Dr. J was in the news the other day. You know, he made (laughs) he made his all time teams, dog. Did you did you did you get to see that? Yeah, I saw that. What what are your what's your initial thoughts as somebody that's played in the league? And yeah. you look at Dr. J's team. Now, do you did you take it like he was hating on LeBron or is he giving love to the guys that he came up with? What did you what's your take on it? I, t- I, I take it as that's his perspective. And he's giving love to the guys he came up with who didn't have those options to be that mobile. Yeah. And I think that's brilliant of him to keep his his peers alive and legacies alive in the relevance of now. Yes, like, sir. when's the last time you've seen all those guys together on any graphics <laughs> today? Like, you know what I'm saying? So he's yeah. keeping them relevant and he's doing what he's supposed to do. You keep your your peers relevant, especially in the game of basketball. And, um, hey, he's basically saying, like, you know, we did it. We we did it the, the tougher way than LeBron. 
Well, well yeah. And, and Chuck D, who uh, I follow, we follow each other on Twitter. He had made some points about how back in the day, you know, he was a touring artist and, and you know, imagine, you know, not having the private jet and not having all this and all the great things and the uh, amenities that these guys have now today. Um, thinking about an Oscar Robertson, a Jerry West, uh, Elgin Baylor um, freak. I know Wilt was at the center. I can't remember who's at the four. But when you when you look at those guys, Earl, and their impact and sort of their relevance in the game, in the historical fashion in the game of basketball, how do you view them as somebody that's played in the league? I mean, we always got to give respect to our OGs and our elders. And um, I think um, when we all really think about it, we know LeBron is is on one of those first two teams. Let's keep it 100. We talk about talent, but at their timing, they were um, at the pinnacle of their career. They were at the heights that they were in the game they had, and they pushed the, the game and the culture forward. Like So we have this thing in the NBA. Push it as far as you can take it, and you cannot be bitter at the next generation that takes it further. Right. Like You sacrifice yourself for the next generation. And with the contracts and the lockouts and the holdouts and the demands that they did in the all-star game right. that allowed players of today to have those guaranteed contracts and more, yeah. if it wasn't for them, the game wouldn't be where it is now. Yeah. Do you have an all-time team? Uh, I don't have an all-time team, man, because there's too many great people to put in that top five. But yeah. I, would, I would guarantee you one thing, two players for sure would be on that team. And that's well, three for me, and that would be uh, Michael, Kobe, and of course, LeBron. And then yeah. you can go Larry Bird and Magic. And it's like, that's an all time five. That is you such a that? sick five. Too. It's a sick five. But you know, you can, it's all about perspective and, you know, what you love and what you grew up like idolizing and being a fan of. Yeah, it is. And it is. And I just hate when people try to hate on Doc or anybody else for giving yeah. their opinion on a matter like, you know, almost like now, well, Doc's opinion isn't valid. He's an icon of the game. So it kind of gets on right. my nerve. Um, would Steph Curry ever make an all-time team for you, in your opinion? Um, I think he's brilliant at what he's done and you can argue him in there, but I think let's keep it real. Uh, what point guard would make an all-time team besides Magic? Right. There's not there's not a lot of point guards you can put in there ahead of magic for all right. time team at the point position. Right. Uh, that stuff is, of course, one of the you know best players to play the game. He's revolutionized the game. Um, but uh, to me, it's all about maybe a younger generation guy might say that. Like, yeah. you know, so once again, it talks about generational perspective. And I think that's where you get those teams. No, it's wild. It's wild. He's definitely someone said he's the most influential in the last 40 years. I mean, I'm still trying to figure out. I had Bob Myers, a Golden State GM on the show. You know Bob very well. Um, I asked Bob, was Steph the greatest point guard of all time? And he was his first answer was, uh, is he a point guard? So I'm going to ask you, how do you classify Steph Curry with his skill set? Is he a PG? Is he a combo? Is he an SG? What is he? He's, he's, a, he's a revolutionized point guard. He's mm. the point guard of today. Uh, he set that trend in that era of shooting threes. Analytics changed because of Steph Curry. Like he's changed the analytical way of basketball. And you, some people can say it changed for the worse because now analytical departments influence coaching. Coaching does not influence analytical departments. And they want everyone to shoot threes and as many threes as possible. So he's influenced the game in that way. For me, I would love to see Steph Curry in his prime face off against Isaiah. Yeah, I would love to too. see that because Zeke to me was is, is a motherfucker. Like defensively, <laughs> offensively, he going to go at your throat. And I'm not sure it's a lot of players of today that can handle the intensity of competition that Zeke brought to the game when he played, you know, in his era. One of the most intense competitors, obviously, in NBA history. I mean, there's a legendary story, though, about how he grew up. His mom's, she didn't play no games, man. I heard she came to a few uh, Isaiah games down in Washington. She was packing heat, bro. Isaiah told the story where his mom was actually packing heat, ready for a fan that was going to talk some shit about her son. It's like, what? this is what time it is. That just lets you know the type of uh, claw that Zeke is cut from. Like, hey, hey, get- hey, hey, I got a good Zeke story. So <laughs> Zeke, Zeke is coaching the Pacers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's my first pre-draft workout. And it's only myself and another player there. So we go through all the, you know, the bullshit drills, which I don't know if it matters. It does matter. I think it shows work ethic and if you really polish on your game. Sure. And then he had me and another player, the other guy that was trying, I don't even know who the other player was, play one-on-one, full court, 
for an hour picking up full. What? Just to see what? who just to see who was gonna break first? Just to see who was gonna quit. Yep. And, and no matter who scored or who missed, you had to pick up full. You couldn't run back. And I was like, yo, I was dead tired. <laughs> but that's, that's Zeke, though. That's his that's mindset, dude. That's his mindset. It's that tough stuff. That Chicago shit, man. That stuff is no joke, man. Um Stand on PGs. Uh, CP3 just led the Suns uh, to the first playoff berth in a while, man. Talk about what he's meant to that organization. And did you expect them when they signed him, when they brought him in? Did you expect them to be a playoff team so soon? I expect them to be a playoff team even before they brought him in. I was thinking okay. when they were in the bubble, I tweeted it, Devin Booker would never miss another playoffs. Yes. Like, you know, so when teams really – because I've been on teams that went from losing to winning with young teams – and it happens after All-Star break. After All-Star break to the end of the season is a new season for young teams to make that jump. And we did it in Memphis. Um, I can't remember where else we did it. We did it in OKC. If you are a team that, you know, you're young, you lose. And after All-Star break is where young players grow and you play to win. That's why the tanking thing kills coaches. If you tank like most teams after All-Star break, you never make that jump until you no longer tank after All-Star break. You see, in Utah was the last team to do it. It's most memorable recently with Quinn Snyder. Yeah. And when they made that leap and they, you know, they started getting players, you could tell it was playing to win. Uh, they got so close. I knew no matter who was on that team, Devin Booker was too good to let them not make the playoffs. And then when they got Chris Paul, we understand what he brings to the game. He is a throwback player, um, just knowledge, skill set, competitive nature, no nonsense, professional preparation. Players love to be – they love to hate being his teammate. They hate it when they're his teammate, but they appreciate him more when they're not, when he's not around because winning is that important. They see it, and you just knew he was going to have that impact on that franchise. Now, how they win in the playoffs is another stepping stone for them. And Chris Paul, who is still searching for that playoff success, like pinnacle – Western Conference champion, winning the West, right? right? He's searching for that, but he has a dog next to him. If you keep it close, six points or less, Devin Booker can win any game. I will put him against any player in the NBA closing down the stretch of a game. LeBron? I will put him against anyone. He has a chance to win any game. And why is that? Why is that? What is, his, what is, his in, his, what is in his bag? What is, the, what is it about his preparation, Earl, that gives you that type of confidence in that young man? When we started working book out his rookie year, we started visualizing game winners and closing down games in the last two minutes. So you have players who work out for just a skill set and they yeah. build a skill set. And then you have players that work out that build a skill set and then they start visualizing how to win games. So all that game winner, pivot, reverse pivot, step back, elbow, isolation, post, one dribble, two dribble, off the bounce, all that's been visualized for the past you know, what is it, five years now he's been in the league? So it's like he's been doing it over and over yeah. and over and over. Yeah. And now when he gets in the moment, he's just reenacting what he already lived in his visualization and his drills. Yeah, and the last time you were on the show, you told us about the Kobe system that you had him on and all the Kobe stuff, the Kobe work. And you can definitely see that that stuff has paid dividends for the Sun. So, Monty, you think Monty Williams will be the coach of the year this year? I think he has a great opportunity. Um, I think he should be coach of the year. Who will win coach of the year? That's – a hey, coach of the year, MVP, all that shit to me has been so political lately. There's no way in hell Bron shouldn't have more MVPs. I don't care if he's the best player in the league every year, give it to him. You know, mm -hmm. so you just don't know anymore with that. But um, when you really talk about it, I think when you talk about players and coaches voting on it, and if it's not any media, I think he definitely is up there. So, so you don't th you think that – then the last two times Giannis has won it, that maybe one of those two or both times Bron should have won it? Or how does, what do you stand on that? You don't think Giannis deserved the MVP? I think Giannis deserved the MVP. I'm not going to ever knock a player who win it, but sure. in, the, in the NBA, it's a business, and it became yeah. more of a business than ever. And they want to they wanna grab that international ticket. Like, you <laughs> know what I mean? And it's not, it's not always what it is, dog. Like, you know, so say yeah. Jokic was MVP this year. Like, it's more than just him being a better player. They're bringing a whole different market of support. And come on, dog. We all know uh, Kobe should have won more. We all know that. Uh, yeah, that was Bron some bull crap. Bron should have won more. It just is what it is. But yeah. uh, players know what's up. Luka Doncic, um, unbelievable player. 
My question is, what when you watch him play, like when you see how he gets off stuff, how he moves, are you at all surprised he's able to be so effective in the NBA? Or because I watched him since he was 15, 16, Slovenia, all that. I, every level that he rose to, I'm, I was always just like, damn, how's he doing this? What are your thoughts on it? Man, confidence is, is more powerful than, than reality. You know what I'm saying? Like belief is more powerful than reality. He yeah. has been able and been gifted the opportunity to grow with the ball in his hands. And he's done it so many times. And we were talking about this other day. He reminds me of, and this is going to be very debatable. If Joe Johnson came into the league now, is he and Luka Doncic like kind of in that same DNA of big guard who can run the point? Joe Johnson came into the league, and because he was a big guard, he had to play off the ball. Mm-hmm. But if people don't remember when he was with the Suns, he was the backup point guard, and he mm-hmm. was dominating, but Steve had the ball. So Luka, to me, is the new age point guard of what Joe Johnson should have been or could have been if the opportunity was there. And he's young, and he's doing it, and he can shoot, he can score, he can pass. You can't put a small guard on him because he's so quick with angles. He's quick like D. Will quick. Well, you don't look quick, but you get him an angle to cross and the go is there with the step back and he shoots right over you. And if you don't like it, he puts you on that right block and he's able to spin and rock off you, hit a shot or skip it for the corner three on the weak side. He's master all of that. Um, the next thing for him to master for me is um, how good is he going to be playing off the ball? Because we all know playing on the ball can wear you out. We've seen James Harden do that forever. And tonight he's finally having a chance to play off the ball. Yeah, high usage definitely is something to be concerned about. But staying on Donkic, um, um, where do you think, as far as in the league right now, where does he where does he rank? Is he top five in the NBA? Top three? Like just, I mean, honestly, just because he's been pretty productive, so it's hard to hate on him. But no, I'm I'm a fan. I don't I don't think he's top three or top five. Okay. Um, and I don't have a list for that just off the top of my head. But when you talk about where he ranks immediately, I think he's the next coming. Okay. And when I say the next coming, you talk about who's going to carry the torch after, you know, LeBron. And there's a lot of players that carry that face and that torch, but who's going to really run with it? Um, you have the older generation of players in the league right now who are, you know, we, we hope they give us more of a say five to six years away. It's going to be a new turnover. And I think he's in that new turnover as far as leading. And having like that, that just his game is going to continue to evolve because he's still young. Yeah. And I can't wait to see who he becomes in his mid twenties and late twenties. That's going to be that's going to be scary for a lot of players. Yeah, I'm interested to see that too. The natural development progression of his game because he's only a third year in the league and he's already murking guys. What about Zion? You think he can sustain this type of production playing at the size and this type of game that he plays? I don't think you can be that size playing that late in your career or even in his mid-20s or late-20s at that weight. They're going to have to find a way to make sure because um, he's, he's, a, he's a player that elevates. Extreme opposite of Luka. Yeah. Luka can play that way forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Still That's real. That's real. That's real. Jump and still dominate, right? Absolutely. But, but Zion has – if I'm Zion, dog, I'm calling LeBron. And I'm saying I am moving next door to you or wherever I can in your neighborhood. And I'm spending all summer with you. I want to learn how you train, take care of your body. How do you stay light, you know, fit and light on your feet yeah. and minimize injuries with this size and strength as far as being athletic. And I think that's who he has to reach out to because no trainer can teach him that in New Orleans. Right. No personal trainer that he had along the way can teach him that. The only person that can show him that, in my opinion, is LeBron James. LeBron James. And that's going to cost Zion a little bit of money, too. He's going to have to invest in his health and his body as well. I mean, did you, when you played, did, how much money you spend on yourself per year? I, I, didn't, Le- I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't have LeBron money. You know what I mean? And when you look at LeBron, it doesn't so, matter. You can do a deal. You can do a deal with your shoe company, accept the cash, and then make them allocate money to your training. Like, you can be very creative, right? So he has the opportunities for that. They have that leverage and power. Okay. But for me, um, I spent a lot of money on my physical training and more than anything, my food. Okay. Food was everything. Um, you know, yeah. Precision Food Networks to me was the best person. And what did I, that I, consist of? Like, for I, kids I, listening. I stole, I stole that from Kobe. Kobe had him first, right? You know what I'm saying? So I saw him like coming in my workout facility talking about how he's cooking for Kobe. And I'm like, yo, I got to have your number. 
Like, you know what I'm saying? Because food can't cost a million dollars, right? <laughs> and so he, he's so dope, dog. Uh, his name is Chris Talley. What he does is he takes your DNA. He's a NASA scientist that loves sports. He takes your DNA and he breaks it down and he tells you your entire DNA. It's not like a blood type. It's deeper than that. Right. He tells you your entire DNA, tells you what food you need to eat, brings down cancer levels, can tell you what's like conventional wow. injuries can happen. He's preventative food. Yeah. And food is everything. Wow, that's amazing, man. Um, well, staying on the NBA, do you think that the compressed season had a, any effect on the injuries? Absolutely. But what about those that say these are still normal everyday injuries that would have happened anyway if you played 82? Like, it's nothing – so specifically Jamal Murray. Like, you think the, the that has something to do with his knee being weaker? Because we're not seeing it – would, if that was the case, everybody would be getting hurt, right? Busting uh, it, ACL. It, it wouldn't be everyone. It, it's it's like, you know, you still have percentages, laws of percentages, right? Yeah. And to me, it's the compressed season because there was no summer to train. And we all know in a league, you need a summer to first heal, build up your body, train for the season, and prepare for a season mentally and physically because mentally can wear you down physically. Mm. And when you have such a quick turnaround, everyone in basketball knew what was going to happen. That's why you see players talking about health protocol. I'm not going to play or I'm resting or, you know, I got to rest. And what Kyrie and what Brooklyn is doing is brilliant. They understand. They understand the potential loss, especially KD coming off an injury. Bring him along slow. James Harden hamstring, bring him back slow. Kyrie, take your time because they know going into the playoffs is a higher chance of players getting injured. And personally, I think, the NBA should go back to their original plan. In that first round, you had a five-game series, right? Right. In that five-game series, they used to give you like a week and a half off to rest and prepare. This season, more than any season, I think they should have that week and a half off to prepare because we really want to see bubble basketball at its highest quality outside the bubble. Yeah. where you had an opportunity for guys to have that rest preparing the game was played at such a high level. Yeah. It was great for the branding of basketball. So what if the playoffs run a little bit late throughout June, maybe the 4th of July, we want to see healthy players making big time plays. It's great for the game. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day. Couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is John Middlecoff from 3 and Out with John Middlecoff. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? 
is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Are you a fan of the play-in game? Uh, not really, because I feel like you can kind of mess around. It's, it, it takes away from actually busting your ass and, and getting that six through, you know, what is it, six, seven, eight seed, maybe, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It kind of, and then what, it goes, what is it, seven through ten? I, I think so, yeah. Yeah, Something it kind of like takes away. Um, it's really difficult to be in that top six, especially in the West. Uh, I'm not a fan of it, but I'm a fan of watching it. <laughs> well, it's going to be exciting. You got something at stake. Yeah. It's like the wild card in Major League Baseball. It is very exciting. I'm a fan of watching it, but as far as being there and understanding the grind it takes to get there, yeah, um, I am not a fan. Because now, <laughs> now some teams are walking into that game and they really solidify themselves as a top eight team. And maybe they're dealing with some injuries and going to get caught by a team that's just been bullshitting and just been lingering. And, um, you know, but it's, it's fun to watch, though. No, I like, I like that. I like just the unknown nature of everything where anybody could potentially win if they get hot. I like that. But I need what to in, know. What in, what in, what in, let's just go one through 16. Let's not do division. Let's just go record one through 16, the whole NBA, and just play it and just play it all the way out. Like, you know, and then and then you have true unknown and put, you know, matchups and you yeah. really are playing for the right reasons. Uh, why do you why do you think they won't move to that format? Um, I think traditions, I think uh, logistics uh, teams don't want to fly east to west for playoff series until, you know, the finals it matters. Yeah. The, wear, the wear and tear on the body, which is what brings us back to a quicker season and a compact season, the wear and tear of the body. But God, that's what made the bubble so nice is that you didn't have to do all the flying. And it was a, it was a level playing field. Everybody had the same circumstances. Like, I, I would love to see a one through 16 tournament back at Disney World. And you just bring everybody in, man. Dude, get 16 hotels, shut down all the hotels, man, and do the NBA playoffs like that. But have it contained in one spot, bro. Have it have it travel like like the Super Bowl. Yeah, man, hey, come on, man. Be hot. Different venues, man. Maybe we're we'll something here. Maybe that'd, we'll that'd, that'd be hot. That'd be hot. Hey, as a former player, you like to watch it on TV. You don't care about going, right? But if they did that, I would love to go. Yeah, I mean, right? I think it, yeah, it definitely it would be off the chain, my guy. Let's get the, let's call Adam Silver and make that happen, Earl. Um, um, <laughs> as far as um, moving on from the NBA, um, let's talk about college a little bit. Um, I know you watched the, the college game. Um, what are your thoughts on a guy from UCLA like Johnny Juzang testing the waters? Do you think he's going to be a first-round draft choice? Yeah, and he has to go. You never have another opportunity like that, and the chances of you having a run like that as far as individually and as a team is, a, is possible, individually scoring points and getting hot is going to be very difficult in college basketball because of lack of spacing. And you really think about it, he played this entire season injured. And when I've seen him play and I see his rhythms, and I'm not saying he's going to be as good or better, I see a lot of Devin Booker ry- rhythms in him. Like, I don't know Johnny's mindset because Devin's mindset separates him from everyone. Um, if he has that mindset, it's going to be a still in the draft. And remember, Book went 13. So it wasn't like everyone knew he was going to be like this top player. They saw the potential and thought maybe something could happen. Yeah. And I think Johnny has that. And 
when you talk about the business of basketball, he brings a whole Asian demographic with him. So he is very, very attractive to any NBA team. So you think that that would have something to do with him getting drafted? Look, look it's not the only reason, but – you know, since Linsanity took place and all that, you think that in Yao Ming, that's a market that the NBA is looking to try to get back into? That is a market that they covet. You know what I mean? So if I'm the Rockets and I see him coming up, which they're going to have a high pick, and you talk about maybe he's a late lottery to like mid-lottery, right? Maybe he's a late lottery to maybe end of the first. I don't know where he's ranking right now, but if yeah. he is like a, a late lottery pick and I got a number seven pick, I don't give a damn about the late lottery pick. He can play, he can shoot, he's a winner. He comes from those four letters who bring a whole West Coast of fans with him, and he has an Asian demographic with him that's going to follow. Uh, if we can develop him and we have true vision and put in the skill work with development plans, he could be something special. Wow. Okay. No, I like his game a lot. But uh, thank you for putting it in that perspective. I never thought about it that way. Uh, Jaime Jaquez Jr. had a, a pretty solid tournament as well. Um, we're very familiar with his game. What is his upside as far as on the professional level, in your opinion? X-factor guy that can change the game. He can defend. Uh, he can play off the bounce, which we haven't seen him do a lot of at UCLA, but he's capable. Um, he's really a three. He plays three, four in college, and he can guard a five. Um, I would love to see him guard a one through three, maybe a four, and eventually a five at the next level because small ball is in. And he has to become a better three-point shooter efficiency from the percentages-wise, you know, going into the draft, right? Mm -hmm. So um, his potential is very high. And, you know, he brings another demographic with him, a Latino demographic. And Mexico is a city or Mexico City and Mexico as a country is a place that the NBA see as a new frontier with a new G League team. And it's something that they really emphasize and they're they trying to, push that direction of building basketball in that in that country to hope and develop in a triple J. So he, he's ahead of the curve. Absolutely. What are your thoughts when you see uh, there's several sort of startup basketball leagues that are now targeting elite high school uh, talent over time um, has a lead. They got 80 million in funding from Amazon. There are a couple of other leagues. David West is a commissioner of one of those other leagues as well. What are your thoughts on these type of leagues? You were involved in the JBA, which is, seems like the blueprint that these leagues are borrowing from. What are your thoughts on that at this current juncture? Uh, it's amazing how when LeVar Ball did it, he was the worst person on earth. <laughs> and he, he didn't even do high school. He did post-grad, right? He did like, you know, 18 to 22. Yep. Uh, only person that was in high school was his son, which had every right to decide <laughs> what to do with his son. And they thought it was a complete failure. Like, yeah. you know, oh, he's killing this kid. And this now we see this kid hoop, LaMelo Ball, and everybody like, oh, my God, he's so amazing. Like, you know, you're too late. The, the ship has sailed. Yeah. Um, I don't like the high school point of it. I think it's um, – Taking kids from high school who come from environments and resources that are lacking is dangling a carrot in front of, you know, kids who are economically, um, you know, challenged and families that are economically challenged at the highest level. And it's saying, hey, come play for us. We can give you a little bit of something and we can pay for your school down the road, which we all know those kids won't get into that school. And what if they get injured? Um, are they allowed to go back in high school and play? Like what, what happens? So. I don't like that. Um, I would respect it more if it was 18 to 22 and they challenge college versus challenging high school. So you think these guys should basically, um, you know, they sh the guys that, that really need it, the guys that, are, you know, that come from those backgrounds or that if they have an opportunity to maximize their talent for money monetarily. You don't think they should jump on it because tennis can do it. Golf can do it. If you're a soccer player, you can get that off. Every other sport, it seems like it's okay. But when it comes to basketball, so for some reason, we always kind of have a little bit of hesitation. Uh, I think when you talk about tennis, you talk about uh, soccer, you talk about uh, whatever the other sports you said. What's the other sports you said? Uh, golf. Golf. Uh, how many people from the hood playing that? You know what I'm saying? So, our, you know, black kids have a different dynamic. Yeah. We don't have – we can't afford to play tennis and golf. Yeah. We can't afford to even play soccer, dog. Like, we, we have to play football, basketball, run track because you can go outside and do it in the hood. Mm. And um, it's, it's 
And, you know, basketball is trending that way. Is if you don't have money, you almost can't be on a club team anymore. And that's some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? That's bullshit. But it's not black people pushing that narrative. It's non-black people seeing opportunity once again like for black talent out of the hood. And they're taking advantage of it early. And it's becoming a moneymaker. So for me, we can't worry about what tennis is doing. We can't worry about what golf is doing. Mm-hmm. We have to say, look. We don't get a we I don't know if we get too many second chances in life. Right? And I know players that I grew up with who would have took a would have took a chance on that opportunity and not really been good enough, but because it's an opportunity they would have tried. And if that opportunity fails, they can't come back and play high school basketball. Where do you think they going? They going on that corner. They're they going in that corner and it's gonna be bad on that corner. It's gonna be bad in them streets. So I think when you talk about calls and reaction and Krebs cycle, which way it could go for us, I don't like those chances. I like 18 to 22. Let them at least graduate from high school and pursue it like the JBA did and then figure it out from there. And even then, that Krebs cycle is still a dangerous cycle. True. But, you know, teenage kids, it's, it's too young, man. I just th- I, 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 I hear you, Earl. I just think that the entire system, the amateurism system needs to be overhauled and changed to make allowances so cats can go back to college or maintain something because they do it with other sports. You can go back to college and play after being like competing in a professional situation. So I just want to see something change as far as the entire system. Um, You brought up um, some really poignant points about you know, the type of kids, the African-American kids that play these sports and, and focusing on us. Um, I wanted to talk about some of your work that you do in Kansas City uh, through your foundation. You have a school. Can you just talk a little bit about that? Because I've always wanted to get into a conversation about that because you're passionate about this subject. Man, I started at 22, uh, giving back to my high school, building a computer lab and creating programs for all the high schools in my city. Then it evolved to grassroots basketball, which was CMA 76 of Kansas City or Watson Lee in Los Angeles or the West Coast. And uh, the, I don't really there's no strategy behind it for me. I just see, you know, opportunities to help and I give back uh, winning national awards in Kansas City for the programs I created from the unified school board, you know, government was called, we call it, you know, uh, KCKPS public schools at the age of 25 was always like big for me. I set honorary member on the school board uh, in my mid twenties. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's just all about giving back. There's no rhyme. There's no reason for me. Uh, my dad has been doing it his whole life. I just follow his footsteps. He still runs all the rec centers in KCK and he's been doing it since for the last 30, maybe 30 something years. And my dad is, you know, he turns 89 next week and he still goes to work, dog. Like he cares about the kids, man. Like he's still in that gym. Uh, He ran the neighborhood in the hood, uh, public pool. Like that pool is clean. Like he, like he he just gives back, man. So, you know, we always follow our parents some way, somehow. And, you know, that's just everything I try to do is try to just mimic my father. Man, that's awesome. My grandmother is uh, 94. She just turned 94. And before the pandemic, uh, we got we on a daycare, but she was going to work every day, too, man. Yeah, she, it's, like, it's, it's, it's that generation, dog, that generation. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah, and, and, and they didn't grow up on a healthy plan. <laughs> that's the thing that's more of a trip. Yeah, they didn't grow up vegan, and they didn't None grow up, you know, on almond milk. Like, you know what I mean? They didn't grow up no dairy, dog. Come on, bro. They, they got it really, they got it really out the mud, dog. Yeah. Like, they really hustled and got it, and they get it, and they set the tone. And if it wasn't for those people, where are we at today, you know? Much respect, man. Much respect. Uh, George Floyd, the verdict came out. You know, we've had a couple people that commented on it, Bob Myers uh, specifically, I asked him about, you know, the state of the nation. And he's like, hey, you know, this is cool. But basically, you know, there's a lot more work to be done. Um, what are your thoughts on the verdict and where uh, what is the state of race relations in America currently? I mean, the state relations uh, of, you know, relations of America are currently is where they always been undecided, uh, still misunderstood, um, still ignored. And it's a lot of rhetoric now. And what I don't like is all these companies and these sports teams and these people in position of power saying all the right things publicly. Why not? What's wrong with that? But they don't really mean it. 
Mm. A lot, you know, like who really means it? Like, put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. Hold hold people in your community accountable. Yeah. And that's for, that's for black and white or in brown. Hold your people in your community accountable. Police yourself, right? We got to start policing our own communities, not literally policing them, but holding people accountable. Um, it's a difference between a witness and a snitch. My homeboy put me up on game with this the other day. Joe Mackey was like, yo, snitching is when you committed a crime and you telling on people to get out of your crime. Witnessing is when you see a crime and you need to testify in order to have accountability in the justice world. It's a difference. So it's, it's a lot to be talked about. Um, don't just do it just for just for the cap and don't just do it just for the funding or just to make sure your business grows. Uh, really say what you feel. And um, we talk about the era we came out of. We came out of an era or the last four years of people who really said what they feel and whether you liked it or not. I respected that. Yeah. Because I know who you are. Yeah. Like, I don't respect it when you all in, <laughs> you're around me talking about, you yeah. know, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, we we hear you. We, you know, you yeah. like and then you really don't mean it. That's the most dangerous kind of person. Um, and we need to have more more education there. Because uh, growing up in black and brown communities, it's like sometimes you see this so much, you are not allowed to talk about it because in a non-black and brown community, you've seen it just a, a mad black and brown person like creating excuses and it's not excuses, it's realities. So hopefully, you know, mental health therapy is in play for, for everyone involved. And um, who knows, man, it's not up for me to figure out, but it's up for me to just kind of have a voice and just do my part in my community. Yeah, I think the big thing for guys like us to do is definitely have a positive effect on the next generation, however, that we can do it. And we got to be able to keep it real. Like the, the part I love about where we are as a country is back when I was coming up, you bring up talking black stuff, talking racial stuff. They always tell you as a black person, oh, you playing the race card. Oh, this, right. oh, that. You know, and they used to try to make you feel guilty Look, right. in college, bro. They trying to make you feel guilty. I went through experiences at UCLA. They're like, oh, don't talk about that. And, you know, yeah. kind of keep it low. It was kind of like, what? So now I'm just I, 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 the current state and the next generation. They, they're they not afraid to use their platform. Well, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Chris. You have all these people in position of power and all these companies talking about, uh, you know, whether they're saying black lives, black lives matter. And, you know, we need accountability and systemic racism needs to end. All I ask them to do is quit saying it. Yeah. Take a picture, a group picture of all your workers that you hired mm. and show us your diversity. Yes. If there's no diversity in your company, shut the fuck up <laughs> because you're just it's just rhetoric. It's just yeah. political rhetoric to be yes. on the right side of history. <laughs> so do us a favor. Open up the lens into your arena and show us what your position of power look like as far as people you hire who have position of power and who they hire. If those pictures don't represent your words, it's called systemic racism, right? Systemic. So chill on that, bro. You know, you can't hit me with the rhetoric and, you know, but then on the low, you have the microaggressions and the dog whistles uh, and the optics of not you know, following it, the rhetoric and the optics don't follow. I'm not really rolling anymore, bro. Yeah. Do you think um, the rhetoric and the optics uh, aligned in regards to the NBA's position on the social justice movement? Needs to grow. Um, predominantly, you know, African-American league, you have players that create so many jobs for people in each organization. Mm. You have the business of basketball, and then you have the basketball side, two different yeah. sides. Um, once again, I would love to see the percentages of diversity. And I'm not talking about men to women. I'm talking about African-Americans. Yes. In yes. your business of basketball departments and your basketball department. And yeah. if it doesn't match, then you are not really following what you say. So and, to me, and to me, like you just can't put players on the court and say Black Lives Matter, we are pushing the right narrative. But then behind the scenes, these players are creating endless opportunities for, for people who are not being hired of African-American descent. It's not, it has to go hand in hand. And that is the mindfulness of, of race that needs to be spoken about. 
Like that's the mindfulness that is lacking, I think, everywhere. And I'm not, I haven't seen anyone talk about it yet. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is John Middlecoff. From 3 and Out with John Middlecoff. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoying myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Yeah, what I noticed also is they sort of manipulate the data a little bit. So now, you know, when they're talking about, you know, the hiring practices of, say, NBA organization, they're talking about it in terms of minorities. So now they're they're including everyone else, which is not I don't have a problem with that. But I specifically want something for black people. I want something specifically for blacks, not not all minorities, all minorities. It's, I feel like have gotten infinitely more 
uh, love and opportunity than black people have in this country. We saw black, my opinion is that black people have gotten totem pole on that hierarchy in America. OK, it's a totem pole. And we just gotten leapfrogged and we're, and we're at the bottom. Nothing's changed. Four hundred years later, whatever. We are still looked at the same way. I feel like um, that participation from white people speaking out about these social justices and ills and really taking a true stance and then, as you mentioned, the hiring practices, I think that's the only way that we start to see some sort of shift in this situation. I agree totally with that. Uh, when you talk about minority, we talk about, you know, white women are a part of a minority and all people, um, nine white male is a minority. Right. I want to see the African-American numbers. You can have the minority percentages and sure. show me the African-American percentages. And you can't tell me there's not enough qualified. So that's that's where my you know, that's where I stand on that. So when people say it and I see a whole organization and, and teams take a knee, it, it looks good. It looks good. I get it. it. It looks good. And it's on camera and the optics are amazing. Now, let's really unlayer that. Let's peel that back and see it. how many African-Americans did you hire last year? in positions to be in your organization, to be in your company and to have a position of power to basically lead your organization. Upper management. That, and that is where we haven't touched yet. Right. We keep touching on the social injustices. But what about the hiring practices? Because they all are a Krebs cycle. They all stem together. It's all a cause and effect and continues to go around and around and around. And, you know, I don't know, maybe the UCLA education puts us at a different vision and perspective yeah. how things go. No, I think so. And staying on that UCLA education, man, you've always been somebody that's, you know, had a thirst for knowledge. Um, I used to love when back in the day, not back in the day, a few years ago, you used to post all the books you were reading and stuff like that. Uh, talk about maybe two or three really just, you know, um, important books to you, the knowledge that you learn from those. I, I just kind of want to, you know, take it off course a little bit because you got kids out there that might be watching this and you want to give them some game early, some food for thought. So what, what, what mean, would those be? I mean, for, for younger kids, I would start with the carpenter, uh, the, the carpenter by John Gordon. And there's a lot of similarities to uh, references to the Bible. The carpenter, obviously we know what that means. Sure. Uh, but it's literally about a carpenter and it talks about building things with sustainability and doing things the right way. So kids that love basketball, what does that mean? And how did I take it? I take it as if you're in a gym and you're working on your craft, everything matters, right? How you approach it, how you drill it. Are you going through the motions or you, you, every practice and every workout opportunity, you're taking it like it's your last one ever on earth. Hmm. And all that matters is eventually the test will be the game. You have to be prepared mentally and physically and emotionally. And then for those who are really looking for a deeper dive into knowledge, it's always been one of my favorite. I talk about it a lot. It's Power Versus Force by Dr. John Hawkins, by, by Dr. Hawkins, I'm sorry. And it talks about basically um, just the mindset, the frequency and affability of being blessed and how you think and feel. And if you have true power, and it goes back to where we're talking about hiring practices, right? Let me tie it in. True power in, empowers people, right? Force always have retaliation. So when you force any group of, group of people or any person to do a certain thing, they will eventually retaliate to you. Mm. When you have the power, I am going to empower you to be equal. I'm going to empower you to be great. Yes. And now it just elevates the whole environment. And to me, that's very important. One of my favorite books, Doc, and it's one of my favorites. It's Steve Jobs' favorite book. It's called Be Here Now by Ram Dass. And it's so deep, man. Like you could, you know, audio book it, you could read it. And every time you read it, you're going to read something different. It basically, for me, it talks about staying in the moment. Yeah. Like the only thing that matters right now is this moment. We spend so much time thinking about the future and what's next and plan B. And if plan A don't happen, what's plan B? Well, if plan if, if you think about that too much, you start preparing and manifesting plan B more than you do your your first option, which is plan A. Stay in a moment, dog, because we tomorrow's never guaranteed. All we have is now. And when you when you really take care of the now and you really grab the now, you give it your all and just pour yourself into it the next moment is going to always be taken care of. Like you can have goals, you can have destinations, but how you get there cannot be predicted. You just got to know you got to keep going to your destination and all destinations aren't forever. 
LeBron didn't win one championship and still he's not still on a one championship tour. Like, you know, MJ still had to reinvent himself after he won six. Yeah. Like, you know, so, so no matter who you are, you are going to constantly reinvent yourself no matter how high or low your successes are. And that is just life. How many times can you reinvent yourself with the knowledge you have and the knowledge you intake, which is why I really want our kids to graduate, dog. Like, I really want them to go at least to high school and if they yeah. pursue their professional career, eventually get to college. Because we have to, more than anyone, African-Americans have to constantly reinvent ourselves because that's just the history of our culture. Yeah. We are constantly reinventing ourselves. Fatherhood is something you take seriously. So yeah. if, you could, if you could name two things, three things that you've learned from being a dad about yourself that you did not know before, <laughs> what would they be? Um, I never knew how, how stubborn I am until I had a daughter. <laughs> you daughter so Why do you go so hard? You, I man, just my, some of your videos. Hey, I'd hey, be like, my, golly. My, my daughter is me all day. Like, she is so stubborn. Like, we had these great debates, and she wants to be a lawyer, and I wanted to be a lawyer. And we really be debating to the point where I had to say, listen, we're not equal right now. I'm your father. You're my daughter. Like, this is what I say. And then, dog, my son has so much uh, happiness in him. And um, he has Matt's birthday, so it kind of scares me how much happiness he has. <laughs> he has so he has so much free will in him, dude, and he's always a light. And it just goes to remind me to stay in the moment because this dude constantly stays in the moment. Wow. And uh, it just really, you know, they, they really center me in two different ways. And uh, I'm very grateful to be challenged by father because it's a it's a challenge dude like i'm very grateful to be challenged by it, and i'm very grateful to have the opportunity to lead and be a father to you know my son and my daughter the thing i love about fatherhood is is you know me i was always you know being tough and you know just everything about my personality you know with them they you know stripped me down so they talking shit about me clowning yeah. and i had yeah. to learn how to take that stuff and yeah. you know me earl sensitive guy like anything that was ever said in life i'm trying to fight so yeah. i got these kids that that hit me up but uh, i developed i developed that that thick skin and i could laugh at myself and i could you know it wouldn't bother me i mean they've really done wonders in changing my entire disposition as a human being and I, i'm thankful for them for that hey, you know you know so my daughter has allowed me to see the world through Yes. what I can, as much as I can, through a, a female's perspective. Yes. And if it wasn't for her, I don't think I would understand. And it's not that I didn't want to understand before. It's just that I was never mindful of it. Like, you know, I'm a young boy, a young man. I'm like hooping and doing my thing. And it's kind of like, until you have a daughter, you're like, oh, that's what you see? Or yeah. you hear a talk, you're like, who said what? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So you start to change your dynamic. And I am very grateful for her because she truly anchored me. Yeah. Like she anchored me to the point where I now, because of her, I started watching more women's sports. Yeah. Because of her, I really support women's basketball. I used to like more than I support the men. Because of her, I understand like, you know, I got to give her more time to get out of bed to get ready for school because we would roll out of bed and just go. Like she needs at least an hour. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mine and too. I'm like, and I so I, I can't really rush that process. So she's made me more patient, and she's constantly challenging my patience. And because of her, I think I became a better person. I'm telling you, man. The the whole thing about empathy right and understanding a yeah. woman's point of view a woman's perspective where, where we grew up in a testosterone laden environment our whole life so it was just yeah. dude shit all the time and yeah. now to have the most important people in your life being females to where you got to chill understand listen you got to learn how to talk to them the right way you got to learn yeah. how to respond the right way it's a whole dance man and i learned that man I, and it makes me feel good on the inside because now i know that i've grown and evolved as a man as a person yeah. girl you know what i mean and it feels yeah. good to get to that point then you look back like damn i was a neanderthal but it is what it is it was what it was i'm not i'm not looking back you know what i mean hey, hey you know what else i learned my son uh, last week right he's six he was crying i was like hey no crying <laughs> right yeah he's like you always like bella cry 
Why you don't let me cry? The double like, standard. Yeah. I'm like, damn, I got to give my son room for his emotions too. Yeah, you do. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I can't really make him. And as young black men, we were taught to be so tough early and we never yeah. knew why. But we now know because we our parents through the challenges we were going to face later. Right. And I'm like, yo, so that's that's a new balancing act for me. Like, where do I let him be emotional and where do I toughen him up? Because this real world is different for us. Like, so I'm having that balance right now. And that's I'm learning that. No, it's it's definitely a learning process, man. I mean, you got to let the young men be emotional. You got to let them be yeah. in tune with that because when you don't, we, 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 me personally, I used to bottle it up. And then when it used to come out, you know, it was a big explosion. You know what I'm saying? So now yeah. when you, when you let people express themselves, they don't have that same stuff when it, when they finally hit their boiling point, if you will. So I'm, I'm, I'm right there. I'm right there with you, my brother. Um, Earl, you know, I got, I got probably another question for you and then, uh, I'll let you go. I've always had you on for almost an hour. I know you're a busy guy. If you could name one thing in your life yeah. that you absolutely cannot live without, and it can be anything. Basketball. Why? I mean, because basketball for me was, no matter my environment, it was the only thing that was my serenity. Like basketball for me was where no matter what went on in my family affairs, and the challenges and the pains and the trials and tribulations of deaths, I could always grab that basketball, go play pickup or go in the gym and nothing else even matters. Mm-hmm. You know, so basketball for me was like my paintbrush and the gym was my blank canvas. And it took me away. I could put on a jersey and become a different person and separate myself from the realities of life and the trials and tribulations I was coming from. I slept with my basketball all the way yeah. till UCLA. And then I used to I put it next to my bed. It went everywhere with me. So it's always been basketball. And I've seen basketball bring so many different people together. When I had Earl Watson Elite, we had the kids from South Central, the kids from Compton. We had the kids from Bel Air and Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. Midway through the summer, they was like this, spending the night at each other's homes. Early in the summer, they were separate. Yeah. And I've seen how basketball can overcome a lot of things. And yeah. when you're on the same team and you put on the same jersey, you don't give a damn what race anyone is. All you care about is can you defend and are you going to lock up and are you going to hit the shots and work hard? Because winning is the only thing that matters. So to me, I think it's the beauty of the sport. Um, I think without it, I don't know where I would, I don't know where I would be at all, um, but it, it changed my life, bro. Absolutely. And it continues to, to change our lives. And as we continue to go on this journey, my brother, um, Man, that was a great. That was a great answer. I, I never thought about that. I thought you might have said something else, but that, yeah, I <laughs> guess I agree. I agree. I agree. No, it's the same for you. It's the same exact yeah. way. It's the same exact yeah. way. I cannot live yeah. without it. Well, Earl, thank you so much for joining uh, KJ Live today. You can find KJ Live on the iHeart Podcast Network, Apple Podcast, or wherever it is that you get your podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Earl Watson. Thank you, my Appreciate brother. you, bro. I appreciate Always. you. All right, later. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. 
Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I got to change the oil in my car. Right now, get five quarts of Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic with an STP Extended Life Oil Filter for only $36.99. What do I do with my old oil? We can recycle your used oil for free. And do you have oil for my old work truck? You can find the right high mileage oil to help it go farther right here at AutoZone. Restrictions apply. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count.